Steve Rode and Damon Day are coming at you fast, getting you out of debt with their true romance. Steve's the ying to Damon's yang, and they are here to save the day. A couple debt superheroes, Steve and Damon, coming your way. Welcome back to the Get Out of Debt podcast with your debt expert, Steve Rode. Steve is an expert in helping people get out of debt and assist people for free with advice and guidance through his site at getoutofdebt.org. If you have a debt issue you'd like to have him answer, just visit getoutofdebt.org and submit your question online. Hi, welcome back. You're listening to Steve Rode and Damon Day at damonday.com. And where am I? I'm at getoutofdebt.org. This is Steve, and this is Damon. Say hello, Damon. Hello, Damon. There you go. And we're back again talking about credit and debt issues. And we're debt coaches. We're debt experts. We help people all the time that have financial problems. So, Damon, I'm going to play this for you again. It's our favorite. Oiga, señor. We are federales. You know, the mountain police. You're the police. Where are your badges? Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. <laughs> I love that. So we're dead experts with no stinking badges. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. You know, you had, I think you had mentioned that we need to make ourselves some sort of badge that goes on the website, you know, that we can put up there. You know, I think we're missing out. That's the thing to do. Every time I turn around... Some brand new association has a new badge that supposedly is, you know, a credibility badge that, you know, some debt settlement company is supposed to buy and put on their website and show consumers that they can trust them. I mean, I, I feel like we're missing out on a craze. <laughs> Should have the, like, the next debt relief company to go out of business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and nobody's going to want our badge. <laughs> if you see this badge, run away. <laughs> yeah. Of course, how are we going to get them to put it on their website? I don't. We'll have to like <laughs> go and tape it on a monitor or something. Take a picture. <laughs> so it's been a, a a lot happening since we did our last show. I don't know why we've been so remiss. This whole idea of us actually being able to keep a schedule to do a show about debt seems to uh, not work. I just you know all the attacks that we're getting, we we haven't had time. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, we were going to talk about all the personal attacks that we get. Yeah, that was one of the topics. You know, and yesterday we were supposed to do a show, but I, I had to take a nap instead. <laughs> You're so tired from responding to all. Actually, in the past couple of weeks, the uh, number of personal attacks has gone down a bit. You know why? The companies are going out of business. No, you sent them all over to me. Oh, because <laughs> mine have gone up ever since <laughs> I got tired of attacking you. I'm apparently the next guy in line. <laughs> well, you know, when we talk about personal attacks, uh, for our listeners who don't understand, you know, we, we write about stuff on our, our mutual websites, and uh, the response, rather than to have a discussion about the facts uh, that somebody might disagree with, instead the response is to, to uh, levy some personal attack or slam against us and uh, totally avoid talking about the facts. And uh, I, I have been battling those, gosh, I think almost forever. But since I um, had written a lot about the debt settlement industry in the past, I don't know, year, uh, the number of tax had, 
had uh, gone up tremendously. And I always like it because the attacks, at least against me, um, they're never true. You know, there's no fact or basis. And when I answer, you know, whatever the allegation is and I point out it's not true, there's never any sort of, you know, response again. So they're just meant to, the attacks against me to, or have just been meant to discredit me. Um, I have no clue why they're attacking you. <laughs> well, they're, well, they're You're just a hack with a laptop, you know, so. Yeah, yeah but, well, they're attacking me because I, I guess, you know, I'm an easy target. Um, but, you know, the, the main thing is that when I speak out specifically against specific companies, and, you know, the reality is if, if I see a company that's doing something that, in my opinion, is hurting people, you know, I'm going to write about it. Now, if a consumer reads that and reads my opinion about it, um, you know, they're perfectly free to formulate their own opinion, and maybe the consumer thinks that I'm full of it. Um, but, uh, you know, when I'm saying something that's correct and there's no response to it, you know, the old standby is, well, if we attack him, maybe we can keep consumers from, um, you know, speaking with him. Because the, the main, I think, the main crux of what's driving the attacks against me, not so much you, you know, we do slightly different things, but, you know, the, the main thing that I do is I essentially, you know, provide consumers with, you know, a second opinion or, as I say, honest advice, which is why I get attacked all the time because, you know, they, well, if you say you provide honest advice, then you must be a crook and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but the, you know, the thing that I, I do is I tell consumers, look, the debt help industry, it's, it's a vast sea of information, misinformation, good information, bad information, horrible information. And it's just very difficult for consumers to just get straight answers about, look, here's my situation, tell me what to do. And, and that's what I started the, the business in order to do, is to provide consumers a place to go. And what I typically tell consumers is, you know, talk to everybody, anybody that you want to, gather all the information that you want, get all the you know, opinions out there, and then come talk to me, we'll sort through it together. And mainly debt settlement salespeople, uh, you know, I don't really get attacked by bankruptcy attorneys or consumer credit counseling programs at all. No, Mainly, no. it's just debt settlement salespeople. But it, they're they're deathly afraid of that because I essentially say, just get all the information, then we'll come talk about it. And they they understand that usually what they're doing uh, is selling a program that the client probably doesn't need. And if they come and talk to me, they're probably going to figure out that you know what, you don't need this program, or there are other alternatives or better ways to resolve your actual situation and they can't really attack that message there's mm -hmm. really no way to attack the message of feel free to talk to everybody and then talk to me and then make an educated decision based on the information you get right you can't, right you can't really go after that so you have to basically attack me and oh damon knows back you know back taxes and he's not a licensed cfp and he's a menace to society and you know all of these things and don't ever talk to damon because he's just a money-grubbing individual trying to get you to to, to pay him and steal our clients. Uh, you know, I mean... The reality, what else well, I mean, the reality of those attacks is that uh, in the long run, they only serve to drive more people to your site. And also, if you're saying something that somebody feels compelled to launch a personal attack at you, that you're probably striking very close to home. You know, you're hitting the truth. So they're trying to distract from that. So if you're getting attacked, if a, if a week or goes by and you haven't been attacked, you're not doing something right. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I heard a, a quote once. It was actually from one of my clients that was um, he, he saw um, you know a, an attack website where you know if you want to see what we're talking about, just do a Google search for Damon Day, and you know in, on the first page of Google you'll see um, uh, an anonymous supposedly attack on me 
very weird website. It's there's no links to it um, on it or you know off of it. No header, no footer, no name. It just claims it's a you know it's a it's a consumer warning written by consumer advocates. I'm not going to mention the name of the company that put it out. It's all over my blog, so anybody could find out if they want to. But it was written by a debt settlement company, basically to slander me mm-hmm. in the hopes I assume to scare people away from talking to me because if they talk to me, they might not then purchase the very expensive debt settlement program because it might not be right for them. Uh, you know, but they went out and put out that attack directly about me personally just to try to scare people away from me. So, um, but like you said, Steve, what that does is that causes consumers to say, huh, who's this Damon Day guy and what's all this stuff about him? And then they Google my name and then they look at my website and they read what I have to say and then they look at what this, these attacks have to say. And then they make their own decision about, well, who's really making sense here? Who's got more to gain? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. It's actually, it seems, you know, to be very childish. If somebody wants to uh, put something up and it's based on facts and, you know, because that's what you and I do. I mean, in fact, if anybody's been to, to my website, getoutofdebt.org, and they read any of the stories, they'll see that uh, if a company objects to something that I've written and they have a different point of view... I don't limit that. I let them post their comments. I let them have their say. You know, I create a, a dialogue, a place where people can talk. Um, well, I think that a lot of these companies that are engaged in these, except for that large debt settlement company you mentioned, um, a lot of these smaller guys are, are may not be around much longer. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that has a lot to do with it, too, where they feel like, you know, their back's up against the wall. They've been charging this, you know, flat fee and they've been arguing for so long, it's the only way to do it, you can only do business like this, and they front load their fee, and the reality is most of the clients that end up signing up um, don't end up succeeding in the program for various reasons, mainly because they probably should never have been in that program in the first place and didn't uh, have the correct financial circumstances. But with with the passage of this new FTC law, these guys um, aren't going to be able to make the transition because they, they just don't know how to do business in this industry in a way that actually... Um, requires them to perform the service first and Mm -hmm. and then get paid because they haven't really ever had to focus on that. Up until the passage of this law, they always got paid regardless. As long as they got the client to agree to sign up, it was more about, you know, selling what the client wants rather than providing what the client needs. Yeah. And so these guys are going to be going out of business in droves. And, you know, people by human nature are not going to blame themselves. They're not going to say, well, uh, you know, it's my own fault. I should have, you know, actually been focusing on helping people. You know, they're going to lash out. Whose fault is it? Well, it's definitely Steve's fault because if Steve wouldn't have written about what I was doing, nobody would have known about it and I would have gotten away with it too. If it wasn't those, <laughs> those pesky bloggers. <laughs> That's right. Oiga, señor, we are federales. <laughs> So naturally, they're going to blame you, and to a lesser extent, me. I mean, you you know, you know, write four or five articles a day. I, I, I know you, you say you don't, but I think you have a staff there because I'm, <laughs> I'm lucky to put out one article a week. <laughs> but um, So you get the brunt of it, but lately I've noticed it's been deflected towards me because on your, site, on, your, <laughs> on your site, you you know, when people have a problem, a lot of times you say, well, you know, give Damon a call and he can, you know, work through it with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Naturally, they say, well, who in the heck is this Damon Day guy? He must be a scam. This guy. <laughs> so I appreciate the flack, but as you said, it actually does bring more awareness to my message, so, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. 
I mean, has, nobody's ever raised uh, an issue that there isn't an answer for. Oh yeah, I, I, you know. So I mean, in fact, I, I was I'm you know in the middle of an argument right right now with multiple debt settlement salespeople. They always like to gang up on me, um, and I simply asked a question that just basic because they were defending their front loaded fee model and how I'm in. I'm in, I'm an idiot because I think you can run a settlement company without doing a front you know front loaded fee. Even though there's plenty of companies that have been doing it for years, so it's not like it's my theory, even though they claim it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, I basically like to always kind of say, well, just explain to me how a front-loaded fee model, which you do, is, cause, is beneficial to consumers and creditors. Because they always talk about, well, you know, we're a great company. We're trying to do the right thing. We're really helping people. Look at all these people we've helped. And I always say, okay, that's fine. Just explain to me how, financially speaking, it's beneficial. And up until now, up until yesterday, no debt settlement person has ever responded because they knew what that would mean if they jumped into that into that fray it wouldn't turn out well for them and most of them have been you know (laughs) aloof enough to say well okay you know checkmate i'm not going to jump into that because he's going to nail me it's not good but But somebody did respond huh somebody responded yesterday to my amazement oh to your Um, amazement uh (laughs) (laughs) because they usually never do but the here's the response the the front load basically the 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 crux of her argument was Mm. that it's better for I can't even say it without laughing. It it's better for consumers to pay all of the fees up front because you can't settle debts for at least six months anyway. So therefore, if you pay all the fees up front, you can get them out of the way sooner, and then down the road you should have plenty of money to do the settlements because you've already paid all of the fees. That doesn't make any sense. I, I know you can imagine how perplexed I was when I was trying to respond. Like, how do I respond to this? When other than, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Th- <laughs> other than the, uh, <laughs> but, but that's the kind of stuff I have to deal with. It's like there's a reason why debt settlement salespeople usually don't try to answer that question, and this is why because yeah. now, now of course, this person has not you know, disclosed who they are right, or who right, their right. debt settlement company is. So it's not like I can very easily say, well, you know, if you think this person might not be, you know, in your best interest to talk to, you might not want to call this company. They always do it anonymously. But, um, you know, somehow I have a feeling she's not going to respond again. But, you know, maybe she will because, you know, her company might be going out of business and these guys are going to have a lot of idle time on their hands to be blaming people. You know, I, I had an interesting comment on the site today, something I hadn't seen before. A uh, person came in and said that their debt settlement salesperson told them they had reached an agreement with their creditors and they needed to wire $8,500 in immediately. And it turns out the debt settlement salesperson gave them their personal bank account information. You know, so the consumer ended up wiring $8,500 into the debt settlement salesperson's personal bank account. Are you kidding me? No. And the company said... Since they didn't have anything to do with that, um, there was nothing that the consumer could do against the company, but that they would be happy to repay the $8,500 in installments. <laughs> <laughs> they worked out an installment agreement? I'm, I'm glad they didn't try to settle that with me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm surprised. Will you take 40 cents on the dollar? <laughs> I, I just hadn't run into that one before. Well, I mean, the the consumer would, I don't know if it'd be worth it. Obviously, they're getting the money back, but you think Hopefully. there's certainly a case against the the individual for for fraud. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I said in my response. 
Wow. So, I mean, these companies are trying to fall apart at the seams, and, and, and these guys are just going rogue and trying to glean what they can get. <laughs> well, talk about stealing from the consumer. Hey. Here's, here, let me do you a favor. Here's my personal account. Yeah. Just to expedite the process along. Yeah, don't tell my debt settlement company I work for. <laughs> yeah. so, so listen, you know how competitive it's getting right now. Guys are scrambling, and they're worried about going out of business, and they're doing stupid things like the thing I just mentioned to you. So, so listen to this. This is an ad. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna give you the background anyway. So when you listen to it, you'll really be able to appreciate it. This is a credit counseling group in Hawaii, whose competitive advantage is they're located on the island and not one of the main mainland scammers. Okay, they're just an island scammer. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not calling them a scammer. But but listen to, listen to the part of this commercial, okay? You know, these companies are unreal on the mainland, offering credit card bailout programs. Let me tell you something. There are no credit card bailout programs. It's amazing what some of these 1-800 companies are going to tell you to get your last penny. Learn the truth from a Kama'aina company that does business the <laughs> island way, from the heart. Call Gateway Educational Services. They're going to give you a free, confidential, face-to-face meeting. You can talk story, even learn the truth for true financial freedom. Look, stop wasting another minute or dollar chasing the tales of mainland credit counseling companies. <laughs> you know, that's interesting, face-to-face meeting. I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, the new FTC amendment. I don't know. Could have something to do with it's an island. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Just walk over. I, I know. I, I've... I miss totally miss that you know that thing about we're gonna treat you better because we're a come on Malaya group or something or <laughs> I think it was probably something different than yeah. that. <laughs> but but now now the advantage is you need to work with us other than somebody else because we're on the island. <laughs> yeah, we're we're out of the reach of the FTC. Yeah. But you know their whole thing is you know from the heart essentially. It's like, yeah. you know, everybody on the mainland is out to scam you, which for the most part I agree with them. Well, uh, yeah, not well, everybody, but most. Okay, so so let me play it one more time. Okay. You know these companies are unreal on the mainland, offering credit card bailout programs. Let me tell you something: there are no credit card bailout programs. It's amazing what some of these 1-800 companies are going to tell you to get your last penny. Learn the truth from a Kama'aina company that does business the island way, from the heart. There you go. From the heart. From the heart. So it's kind of like the old uh, you know, Christian debt relief strategy that we have here on the mainland. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't want to work with anybody. you got to come to the Christian company. And you know, I have no problem with you know, doing, doing, doing business in the Christian way. I'm a Christian myself, but mm-hmm. um, you know... I've found, not, not every Christian company, obviously, but I've found a lot of these debt settlement companies that are, you know, out there, we're a Christian company, everything's kind of cloaked in, you know, Christianity. Mm-hmm. They're doing the exact same thing that all these other companies are. They're just kind of using it as a hook to say, well, you can trust us because we're Christians. And it's, it's um, I, I think that makes me even more upset than these other guys that are, at least aren't... Um, you know, at least they're semi-open about how bad they're ripping people off. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually Frisbetarian. A what? Frisbetarian. You've never Which heard? Is... Well, well, when I die, no. my soul goes up on the roof and gets stuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I was feeling grossly inadequate for a second. <laughs> Frisbetarian. 
Yeah, my brother, my brother's a pastor, so I'm thinking like, okay, if he's going to listen to this, <laughs> I don't know what a first batarian is. Never heard of it. That's why. Because, <laughs> see, if you if you had a badge, you would have known that. I would have if I had a badge and accreditation from an organization. I'm sure I would have known that. Yeah. Well, you're going to get a personal attack about that now. Hey, and <laughs> while we're talking about marketing, all right. So here I am. I'm cruising along the internet. And there's this ad for uh, a car dealership that part of the part of the benefit of going there is that they um, have low interest rate programs, low money down, and will repair your credit. All in one day? Oh, yeah, I mean, you can go to the Nissan dealer and get your credit repaired. Yeah, you just go in there, sign here, get a, get, yeah. get a free credit, tune up, and drive <laughs> out with this shiny new car. I'm serious. I'm serious. Here it is. Hi, my name's Greg Williams. And I'm a certified sales consultant at Nissan of Union City. Get great deals now. Nissan of Union City is discounting all of its inventory. Plus, we're offering auto refinancing, 0% interest, and credit rebuilding counseling. Only at Nissan of Union City, 4080 Jonesboro. <laughs> oh, credit rebuilding counseling. Yeah, credit rebuilding counseling. Is that kind of like, hey, buddy, your credit's bad. You need to fix it. Yeah, and then we're going <laughs> to sell you a car. Yeah, <laughs> come to come to Nissan. We offer credit rebuilding counseling. Uh, well, you know, value added services, Steve. It's well, all great space. yeah, but you know what? I do have to admit that um, Nissan of Union City is not on the Big Island. <laughs> they don't do business the island <laughs> way. <laughs> From the heart. <laughs> Mahalo. <laughs> so. Um, I wrote an article, and I published it today. This guy, I got this press release recently, and the name looked really familiar. Okay, and the guy, um, his name is Harvey Warren. And I thought, Harvey Warren, I've heard that name before. So I went and looked it up, and sure enough, Harvey Warren was the president of a nonprofit credit counseling group called the National Consumer Council that got shut down by the FTC because... Um, it turned out to be all a big scam. Actually, actually, it's one of the times I've seen the FTC get really riled up. They referred to the National Consumer Council as a bogus credit counseling group. That was the title of the press release. So this guy is apparently back. And not only did the company get shut down, but there were some other people that were involved in this thing too. And one of them is um, a guy named Walter Letta, Lita. He's the CEO of Morgan Drexen, um, and he got fined personally $1.36 million, although he admitted no liability. And uh, Harvey Warren didn't get fined at all. Apparently, the guy was just stone broke, so he didn't have any money. But um, now, putting that all in the context, right, Warren runs a group. It gets called bogus by the FTC, gets shut down. People get fined. Everybody loses stuff. Um he later comes out with a book in which this video was actually attached. And I want you to listen to it and tell me if he isn't still kind of promoting debt settlement, which is what he was doing when the FTC shut him down. If you're in credit card hell, give me a minute and I'll get you out. I'm Harvey Z. Warren, and this is Lesson 15. Cut your debt by 50%. You've heard the ads. They're debt settlement companies, and they can help you settle your debt. Unlike credit counseling, your credit rating will really take a beating, but you won't have the black mark of bankruptcy on your credit report. 
if you can take the heat of creditor calls and possible lawsuits, the savings might make it worth it. But beware, increasingly creditors are resisting debt negotiators unless a lawyer or a law firm is attached. I worked in debt settlement and saved consumers nearly $100 million, so I know it can work. Brief revenue debt escaping credit card hell and learn the trick to settling for nothing but the best. Log on to foreverinyourdebt.com to buy my book or use my free forums. No one should go to hell, especially not for credit cards. There you go. Nobody should go to hell. Yeah, especially not for credit Where did he shoot that? In the airport? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I swear to you that that background noise was added in later. Because I've listened to it a couple times, and I think I hear it repeating, actually. <laughs> Just, they, they looped about ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what it sounded like. I mean, I was listening to it. I was like, hmm? But anyway, so you don't want to go with bankruptcy because that'll give you a black mark, but debt settlement is somehow better than that. But see, I, I, I'm trying to figure it out, okay? So first, she's you know, going bad on debt settlement companies, which, yeah, of course, okay, that's the chic thing to do right now. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about, well, you have to have an attorney. Um, right, right. That's the right way to do it because it, you know, everybody knows it can't be done unless it's an attorney. <laughs> but 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 then he says, and then you know, call a writer, whatever he said, to get my my free book in free forms. Right. So the, the site doesn't work anymore. Oh well. <laughs> so so I don't know if he's pushing, uh, you know, his book and his forms that he's going to teach you all of his secrets, um, or he's you know pushing a a debt settlement program. But he's certainly not proffering an alternative to debt settlement. He's saying you need to settle your debt so you don't go to hell. I, I, I know. But it's just <laughs> amazing. I, 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 this article that I posted was kind of you know, an, uh, uh, a look at debt history, you know, about how these things tend to repeat themselves. So this whole thing with the National Consumer Council happened, um, it started happening about a decade ago. Uh, and, you know, it's just coming around again. It's just one bogus thing after another and consumers well, have and, a tough and, time and, figuring it out yeah and right now it's debt settlement and then once debt settlement kind of gets regulated to the point like when you look at credit counseling now yeah. you know you had all this stuff that was going and and credit counseling you know this much more than i do because you know um you know i was still in, in high school when you were doing this stuff yeah because uh, <laughs> because you're old i know i'm much older i need naps <laughs> yeah, when you when you email me at two a.m. and say, "Well, I got to cancel the show because I got to take or two p.m. I got to take a nap," I'm thinking, "Oh, geez, we're losing it." <laughs> so, so, uh, but you know, you look at you know credit counseling back in the day, there was a lot of cowboys and a lot of these guys that are in debt settlement now used to be in that and they were making money hand over fist, and then the regulators came in and said, eh, "Shut it down." You guys are taking advantage of people, and then a flood of people just came over now debt settlement, and they've been cowboy in that industry for five, six, seven, eight years now. Yeah. Well, once once the regulations kick in and now, you know, you don't hear a lot of scams anymore about credit counseling. You don't really hear that much stuff about no, that. You don't no. see them everywhere. Um, and that's because most of those guys, you know, they can't go in there, make a ton of money and do it for a couple of years, make a few million bucks and bail. They can't do it. So once that option is taken off the table for debt settlement, you know, they're just going to go on to something else and it's, the cycle is just going to continue. And the name of the game is separating people from their money right it doesn't really matter what the vehicle is to do it just convince somebody they need what you have and get them to pay for it and move on that's what they do yeah it's interesting that um i wrote recently about a book that was published i think it was 1914 
and it was uh, how to separate. I think it was like how to separate suckers from their money or something. Was it that was the year after the uh, the Federal Reserve was created? So does that have anything to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the book was interesting because um, it didn't have anything to do with the Federal Reserve, but basically there were two main ploys on how to separate people from their money. One mm-hmm. was to promise promise uh, financial riches. Uh, the other one was porn. Um, things really haven't changed much since 1914. No, they haven't. So, um... You wanted to talk, too, today before we run out of time, because I do have a consultation coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes. Somebody but actually wants to talk to you? Somebody actually does, believe it or not, want to talk to me in spite of all of the attacks on the internet <laughs> about how horrible I am and nobody should ever talk to me and learn what I'm going to teach them. Yeah, God but, forbid anybody should ever read my website. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know it's horrible to get you know additional information that you might not have, so you can make a you know a much more well-rounded decision. I know that's that's a horrible thing for consumers. See, now uh, I, I, I I I don't understand the logic of the people who are attacking you, um, because so you're trying to the, the person who is attacking you is trying to sell some sort of debt relief program that is going to cost the consumer some money. Mm-hmm. And the logic is that they shouldn't talk to you for fear that they're going to be told, I don't know, something that might prevent them from buying the program. The reality yeah. is that the consumer should talk to as many people as possible. And if they're confused at the end of that process and they, they need to kind of analyze everything they've been told, talking to you will help them to put it into context, to prioritize which solution works for them and which path they should follow. You're, you don't run around telling people that they shouldn't go with a X particular company. You're telling people that this thing that they suggested to you doesn't seem to make sense in your particular situation. Exactly. And now, if, you know, let's say that that solution may make sense, well, then I'm going to look at the other options as well and make sure that solution not only makes sense, but make sure that the client understands, you know, how that might play out if they're going to, because that's really what's the most important is if you go down this road, this is what your future is going to look like. Are you prepared for that? You mm-hmm. know, is this the decision you want to make? Now, if they're talking to a specific company and they send me over the contract for that company and I say, okay, okay, well, based on our conversation, we've decided that this is a good route for you, but you know, um, this company, based on the industry and what's going on with the laws and what's going on with this, this, and this, and what I know about this company, this might not be the best option. Right. Um, here's a couple of other names that you might want to call and check out and compare to this option um, and then ultimately make the decision that you feel the most comfortable with. I'm not saying go sign up in a vet program or to go do this and don't do that. I'm just saying here's some programs that you probably didn't find because there aren't heavily advertised out there because they're not hurting for clients, but they do things in a different way. So you might want to just check them out and, and see if it's the best solution or not. But the client makes their own decision. I don't make it for them. You know, a, an analogy is house paint. <laughs> You're the equivalent of house paint. Did you know that? Right. Um, no, I mean, somebody goes to the store and the salesperson says, this is the best house paint that you could ever put on your house. Well, you know, there's nothing to prevent somebody from going out and going to Sherwin-Williams and uh, I can't think of any other, Bear or, you know, Home Depot or whatever, and look at different sort of house paints and read online reports and make a determination about which house paint is best for them in their situation, or talk to a house paint expert that can help advise them. 
I mean, I've actually done that. I talked to a house painting expert because uh, the people who owned my house before painted it with some crappy paint and it's bubbling. But there's, there's no reason why somebody should slam anyone from trying to seek an educated advice or professional opinion about any topic, house paint or debt relief. Unless... They don't want you to hear what the expert has to say. Unless they already know ahead of time that what they're wanting you to do is not going to be in your best interest or not likely to be in your best interest because they only get paid when you sign up into their program. Mm -hmm. So other than that, there would be no motivation to attack me unless they felt that what I was going to tell the client would be a threat to their ability to sell that program, which by definition then would mean that I have information that a client would pro- that a consumer would probably deem to be something that they should probably um, take into consideration and not likely purchase that program or solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do want to keep the person away from you as much as possible because you're going to blow the deal. Exactly, which is why you have CEOs of major debt settlement companies spending a lot of time and money to attack me anonymously. Now, I've never had a problem with the attacks. In fact, anybody who wants to attack me, that's fine. It just gives me more... more um, topics to write about and more information for people to find me. Um, but I have a problem when they put it out and then they lie to consumers and they say this is a you know it's a consumer warning issued by business professionals and consumer advocates and task members. And this is a rant about me, but then there's no name on it and no clue as to who actually wrote it. And my beef is, look, if you want to attack me, fine, but at minimum, put your name on it and be honest with people and tell right. them where the source of the attack came from. Right. So then consumers can say look at all these bad things about Damon. Well, who's saying that stuff? Huh? It's the CEO of a debt settlement company. Hmm. <laughs> could, could, could there be um, you know, some bias in, in, in that information? Is this really what Damon's doing? Or why is this guy so afraid that I might talk to Damon? And what I found actually a lot, because I've gotten quite a bit of clients over the last six months from this company that were either about to sign up in this company or had already signed up and been with this company for a while mm-hmm. and then realized and saw my site, saw that, and realized that what I say made a lot of sense. And uh, the, even though they were already enrolled, they called me, we talked about it, and they realized that they shouldn't be enrolled in that company because of their – and it, no, it wasn't necessarily that they enrolled in a different company. In many cases, it was they didn't need that actual service. They needed a different strategy, yeah. and they were thankful that they found out now why they were only a couple of months into this rather than finding out a year or two years down the road that this wasn't going to work out well for them. Yeah, I mean, the problem wasn't the company. The problem was the solution. Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been interesting. Uh, there have been, I think it's up to 20 or so uh, debt settlement companies that have now gone on, out of business in the last week or two. Well, you know, you know, you know, Usoba did come out and say, you know, if this fee ban passed, this they said this a year ago, and that's why we've been so adamant about warning people about this stuff. They claim that eighty-five percent of their members are, are going to go out of business, which mm-hmm. means if you're currently enrolled in a debt settlement program, whether you've been in a few months or a year, if they front-loaded their fees, there's a very high likelihood that within the next six to twelve months, that company might be gone. They might not be around anymore. So when you say front-loaded fees, you mean when you signed up for the program, uh, most of the fees for services that were based upon the amount of debt that you enrolled were paid uh, within the first six months or the first front 
50% of the program or something like that. Well, yeah, even like say they, they put you on a four-year program, which is a problem in and of itself if you're in a debt settlement company. But then the, when you look at the fee breakdown, they roll it all into nice, neat monthly payments. So it's like a car salesman does. So you don't really you usually don't really know how much you're actually paying for the car. It's just about the monthly payment. But you've got this 48-month plan, and over the first 12 or 18 months, a, a big chunk of that payment is going to the fee. So after a year and a half or two years, you've paid every single dollar of the fees, but there's still two years of services left that they, someone else has to now pay for because you need this help and you've already paid. Mm-hmm. So when this fee ban goes into effect, these companies can't charge you like that anymore. So it's going to be a major strain on their cash flow. And you know, a lot of you know, uh, cash flow is an important part of running a business. And if you run out of it, it's a major factor into uh, seeking bankruptcy protection for businesses. If they just don't have the cash to meet the bills, that's why they go bankrupt. Wouldn't the irony be if debt settlement companies went out of business but tried to settle their debt? <laughs> yeah, but they're not going to because they're going to realize that bankruptcy is going to be a better option right, for them. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so they're you know they're going to be presented with a different option rather than just trying to make a decision based on the one option presented. So while we're talking about bankruptcy, um, awesome segue by the way. Uh, I, not too long ago, I went out and we shot three part series uh, of talking to homeless people and having them answer questions from my getoutofdebt.org site. And this week's segment, which uh, just appeared on the website today, is all about bankruptcy. And I think what's interesting is uh, when it was, uh, we talked to uh, the two homeless people were Wilhelmina and Robert. And when we talked to uh, Wilhelmina, at first she was like, no, nobody ever should file bankruptcy. But you'll hear what she says after that. So I was thinking, everyone has an opinion about money, credit, and debt issues. So let's hear from some of them. But who can we talk to? Well, why not talk to those left alone in a city or town? People with the life experience to help others that are often overlooked and discounted. Many see right through their faces, passing with averted gaze, trying not to make eye contact in order to pretend they're not there, but they are. So I thought, why not stop and talk to the forgotten and ask the otherwise overlooked to share their opinion and experience to help others, maybe even you. And that's how I came up with The Homeless Project. Alright, Donna says... My 82-year-old mother has $31,000 in credit card debt. She is disabled and receives Social Security. She has been robbing Peter to pay Paul, but now can barely seem to make her monthly expenses and cannot afford anything towards her debt. Should she file bankruptcy, or can she negotiate with some credit cards to continue to pay, um, and will it hurt her credit? I would so, say she needs to check into her reverse mortgage and see if that she can apply that towards her debts. Okay. A reverse mortgage, that's quite that's an option I hadn't expected, but that that is a good option. All right, what about bankruptcy, Wilhelmina? Should anybody ever consider filing bankruptcy? I don't think so. You don't think so? Have you ever been in debt? Yeah. 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 And did you uh, were you able to successfully dig yourself out of debt? Yeah. Excellent. All right, David says, I'm 63 years old with no savings and no retirement. I was laid off four months ago. Even before the layoff, we had difficulty making payments on our credit cards. 
I get unemployment and my wife gets Social Security, the total credit card debt and medical debt is about $36,000. And we owe money to family and friends. My wife wants to go bankrupt, but I'm ashamed. I would go bankrupt. At that age, I would have to go bankrupt. Okay. So what do you say to people who are afraid to make that decision because they're afraid of how... You're going to live your life with nothing or you're going to file bankruptcy and at least salvage something. Okay. So earlier, Wilhelmina, you were against bankruptcy. In this case, you're saying... Do it. You have okay. different circumstances. Yeah, different. So yeah, you're right. So Jennifer asks... I had an accident and a job loss in 2005, and it left me with $42,000 in credit card debt. We have transferred the cards to get a better interest rate for the next 12 months, but still can't afford the payments. What is the best way to get this paid off, and should we take out our retirement or file for bankruptcy? I personally, my personal option would be to take out a second mortgage on the house. Okay. Um, what if she can't? Then she's going to have to file for bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Okay. Bankruptcy still comes up. It does. It does. And again, I'm going to remind everybody that a while ago you said bankruptcy is off the table. Well, circumstances. Circumstances change. Yeah, they do. There you go. Who was who the, uh, the gentleman there? He got quite a good head on his shoulder. Yeah, Robert. He came out with the whole reverse mortgage thing. I was like, hmm? <laughs> you were expecting that. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. All right. I didn't know that we had a CFP that was homeless on the streets of Raleigh, North Carolina. No, but it was yeah, it. He was pretty astute. Yeah, he's pretty astute about, you know, talking about, you know, the guy's age and, you know, bringing that into the equation. Uh, he's this more astute um, than uh, many uh, debt settlement salespeople. I'll give him that. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that. So Wilhelmina at first, totally against bankruptcy. You know, there's no way I'd ever do that. And then uh, by the end of the third question, she's like, do it. (laughs) But but it's interesting that even as astute as Robert was, he didn't come up with debt settlement once. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But, you know, it's, you know, debt settlement people play on that fear of bankruptcy. And and I'm not saying that bankruptcy is right in every situation, but it should never be discounted as something to not even be looked at if you're struggling. Because if you don't even look at it, then you're not going to know. But debt settlement salespeople play on that fear because what happens is people can't afford their monthly payments anymore. Maybe they meet with a credit counseling program and they say, I'm sorry, you know, you just don't have enough money to make ends meet. And when that happens, the credit counseling program counselor usually says you should go file bankruptcy. And then people say, oh, my God, I don't want to file bankruptcy. What else is there? I know there's something else. And they go out and they find it. And what that is is debt settlement. And then the guy's like, well, this is what we can do. We can cut your payments in half. We'll cut your debt in half. Four years, easy peasy, bada bing, bada boom, everything's done, no problem. And that sounds great. And yeah, you don't want to file bankruptcy because that's the most horrible thing ever. And you really have to do these low monthly payments and we'll settle your debt. And we do this all the time and don't worry about it. And that's why people end up signing up for these debt settlement programs and droves because they're not being told the truth about what they really are, what they're really going to do, and whether or not it really is even a financially feasible option for them because there really is no such thing as a monthly payment in a debt settlement program, even though that's how they're pitched. You know, it's interesting that that clip I played you before from that Harvey Warren dude, right? He was the one saying bankruptcy will really destroy your credit, but, I mean, uh, debt settlement will really destroy your credit, but bankruptcy will give you a black mark. Yeah, like debt settlement doesn't do anything to you. Yeah. 
You know, it's interesting <laughs> because, I mean, they don't, they don't mention that um, you're going to be delinquent on your debts. That's reported for seven years. You're going to settle your debts. That's going to be on, on there, you know, for, again, the same seven years. Um, the amount of debt that was written off will show up as a black mark on the credit report. Um, on and on. So to, to say that bankruptcy is worse than any other solution is wrong. It is just a different solution. Yeah, and by the time you get to the point where your only two options that you think that you can think of are debt settlement or bankruptcy, y- you really don't have what what a consumer would call a good option left because a consumer doesn't look at either of those two as as good options, even though you know from a financial standpoint they may be. Um, so you're not talking about well, you know, they're both going to dis- disrupt your financial life for 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 quite a while. They're both going to be black marks, but that's is what it is. You know, that's. The reality of the situation you're in, and the sooner you face it, the, and, and get rid of um, a potentially irrational fear about a certain option like bankruptcy, the more you can analytically look at the situation and decide. And, and I got this line from you, Steve, and I'm actually now quite fond of using it. Uh, I'll start maybe uh, one day I'll pay you a royalty on this, but I, I always tell my clients, you know, I took it from you. It says, you know, is it more important to pay for the past or to save for the future? And when I talk to clients, the, the, the two biggest things that come up when I'm talking to clients, because I always ask about their goals. That's one of the things that makes me very different is I never will make a recommendation to a client unless I understand the context right. in which I'm making right. the recommendation. And, enough, and if you don't understand the client's goals, you're not making a recommendation in context. And if you, So if you talk to a debt settlement salesperson and they throw out a solution when they don't even know really where you're at in life or what you're trying to do then this, they're not giving you advice. They're telling you to buy something that they don't even know whether or not it's going to work. But the two biggest things that I always, when I talk about goals, the two by far, the two major goals, they want to start saving for retirement because quite often they haven't or they've drained their retirement to try to get themselves out of the situation before they've contacted me. They either want to start saving for retirement or um, save for their kid's college. Yeah. Two main goals. And both of those goals debt has an opportunity cost for both of those goals. Exactly. So unless you understand what those goals are and what they're trying to do, you can't bring that opportunity cost into the equation because sometimes even though debt uh, bankruptcy might not be something you really want to do or you're ashamed, if you can qualify for a Chapter 7 or whatever and literally wipe out your debt and one of your biggest goals is your kid's going to college in five years and you need to accelerate a college fund or you're going to retire in 10 years and you're starting with nothing, well, that... That you have to put a major importance on the opportunity cost of if you got a hundred grand in debt and you had to raise fifty grand for the next two or three years to settle that debt, what's the opportunity cost of that fifty grand that you could be putting in a pre-tax retirement account and accelerating, um, you know, that retirement account so you actually have something to live on in five years when you retire? You know, is that more important than you know debt settlement might be a little less negative on my credit or something like yeah. that? You have to have that context. Otherwise, you can't tell them what they really should do. Well, you know, then you have people who say, well, uh, I can't go bankrupt because I have a responsibility to pay this debt back. But yes, you know, in that situation that you used, but don't you also have a responsibility of saving for your retirement, which is upcoming, so that you don't live on dog food? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a matter of prioritizing what reality is instead of reacting to fear. Yeah, and that's why you know financial advice given out of context is a sales pitch. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Hey, listen, I hate to cut the show short, but you have a consult in one minute. I do. So let's wrap it up, buddy. All right. Did you ever come up with a close for this show? No, you, you just kind of took it over, and I, I'm too busy fending off attacks. Uh... <laughs>
All right. Well, you've been listening to Get Out of Debt with Steve Rode and Damon Day, and we'll be back again real soon talking about scams and helping to keep you safe. Stay safe for now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Get Out of Debt podcast with Steve Rode. If you'd like to avoid get out of debt scams, learn how not to be a victim from debt relief offers, get free help for any debt problem, or if you have a question you want to ask, just visit getoutofdebt.org. And while you're on getoutofdebt.org, you can subscribe to the free daily feed for all the latest help and information.